We are playing the pirates right now, so someone's walking around laughing dressed like a pirate. (laughs) There's pirates on the field, and kids are holding signs that say "Circle Me, Dick," and I am not mature enough to deal with that. That's when it's that's when it's gone wrong. Yeah, playing the pirates. I just hope somebody else out there thinks it's as dumb and funny as I do. But we should probably start a podcast. Yes. Uh, my, uh, the voice right now that you're hearing that is on the verge of going full Peter Brady is, uh, one of the co-hosts, Ben Quam, uh, sitting, uh, as my doubles partner around this ping pong table is our other co-host, Charles Awad. Say hello. Doubles ping pong. That's not uncomfortable at all. Is that a thing that people do? It's gotta be. I suppose you could, if you're a pro and you're like a Chinese pro who's like, 30 yards yeah. away, someone's in the foreground and someone's in the background. But why doesn't, like, I guess that's possible. When I see them in the Olympics and they're all just cranking it, why doesn't yeah. one person just tap it lightly? Give some tiny Tims. Like, I it, think because they back each other up, so it makes uh, it so much harder to do. You can only do tiny Tims and doubles, actually. That's a <laughs> ping pong fact. <laughs> that's a, you take that to the bank. That's an Olympic rule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do it in reverse order. Uh, since we heard the gorgeous, luscious, dulcet tones of this baritone sitting to my left, stage right to you in your cars, I'm sure. Uh, it's a drive-in podcast. <laughs> Uh, a, a gentleman that I have known for almost two decades. Uh, I married him and his wife. He married me and my wife. The dustiest of the bees, my man, Mr. Paul Hennessy. Say hello and tell people a little bit about yourself. Mm, thank you. Hi, I'm Paul Hennessy. I was formerly the assistant wine director at the Batch Farm Restaurant. Rest in peace. I work with an organization called the Twin City Psalms, which is a local organization that's basically dedicated to educating the metro area on wine spirits and anything really that you want to get educated on they're an organization kind of dedicated to helping you uh i also currently work with a wine distribution company called rootstock wine company hell yeah um thinking about the the twin cities group do you is that something that a lot of other cities have or is that something that's kind of unique to us uh, we were lucky enough, actually, to buddy up with um, Second City Psalms out of Chicago. So most of our team got their start by driving to Chicago and Ooh. kind of, like, going under the wing of those folks down there. And they really, okay. like, built the foundation sure. to, like, let us figure out what we needed to do. We just kept trying to figure out how to organize, how to organize, and uh, ultimately it came together because we just kind of had a little groundwork laid for us. And then, yeah, now now we've got, we're rolling, you know? Well, you know, Charles and I had talked about, we, we, we talk about a lot of spirits on the show. We talk about a lot of beer. Uh, but one thing we haven't really hit on a whole lot is wine. So the reason I wanted to introduce you before we talked about what we're drinking is because you brought uh, the, the beautiful, luscious, uh, deep purple juice that we're going to be having. That's right. Let's, uh, let's, let's tell the people out there what they're missing out on by not being at this live show that we didn't sell any tickets <laughs> what to. What you're missing out on. I mean, <laughs> the short answer to that is leftovers. Right? <laughs> this is literally just snatched off a table uh, somewhere out in the ether. Uh, because it's a sample but it's a it's a really tasty napa valley cabernet which is not necessarily my jam but when something special comes across your desk uh that's named after robin williams's kids hell yeah uh you get your hands on it and you give it a taste and i think it's killing right now it's really nice yeah i like that oh hell yeah and you were right this is 100 percent up my alley 
surprising nobody, much like my voice and my personality, I like big, strong, bold flavors that don't leave a lot to subtlety. Yeah, you like big, strong, juicy things. That's I do. Uh, absolutely <laughs> something I could vouch for. Uh, can I just tell you that my highlight of this week was finding out that uh, the only story that I got from my wife going out to dinner with my mom and one of her friends was as they were pulling up to uh, the Handsome Hog, a restaurant run by one of our other podcast uh, uh, former guests, Justin Sutherland. a name I used to dance under. Yes, yes. The Handsome Hog. Uh-huh. Or, or Justin Sutherland. <laughs> uh, but a, 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 a teenage kid leaned out the window of a minivan and said, Hey, nice fanny. And she was like, normally... Wait, a teenager said fanny? Yeah. She's like, normally, I just, I cuss him out. I give him the stink face. I you know, yell yeah. something. But he was in a minivan and he said, Hey, nice fanny. And I honestly, I high five too. I was like, that's legit. You can't get mad at that. If somebody says fanny, like, uh, no. Absolutely not. Go. That is some like bumper bowling trolling right there. <laughs> yeah. No gutter balls if yeah. you're rolling with fanny. Like, you're all real, good. You just got to feel bad for that kid. He's driving a minivan and he says fanny. So yeah. No. I love it. I love it. I've thought more <laughs> about, again, buddy. I've thought more about that kid who I didn't even see and I've never met than anybody I can think of in the last few months. Cause I just think that's so great. I love everything about it. He's about to race home and build a pretend world on the internet with friends he can't Guaranteed. see. So, oh, I mean, he's got a sure. real hard deadline. He's got <laughs> tough times. Uh, and then in addition to, to uh, the wine, uh, I wanted to bring something kind of fun and something to share with, with both Charles and, and with you, Paul. Um, I've been kind of, or I've been lucky enough to get a couple five liter uh, virgin oak charred barrels. And uh, the rum just came to maturation. So uh, we're going to sip on sort of a house blend, aged rum. Uh, The backbone of this is Bacardi 8-Year, which is surprisingly good, given what its uh, clear uh, sister or brother is in the the world. Um, Some uh, Appleton Estate. We have some Plantation. We have a little bit of Myers, and there is some Foursquare 2007 in there. And we let it hang out in there for three months. So in theory, if you believe the math, they tell you that's about three more years of aging. Uh, It's pretty spectacular how it mellowed out and it really got a lot sweeter. Pulled in some of those uh, vanilla notes from the wood and it's it's fucking banging. Cool. So I'm going to get a little sip on that. Yeah, let's take our first shot and uh, I'll cheers the way the pirates do. Circle me dick, guys. (laughs) Circle Circle me me dick. dick. (laughs) Oh, man. Mm, that is straight up a hot piece of candy out of an old man's pocket right there. <laughs> Only you don't have to worry about the butt pat afterwards. You don't have to say trick or treat first either. <laughs> you don't got to sit on anybody's lap. <laughs> You're just good to go. Uh, Charles, I believe that's, uh, that's you. Let's get this party started. Woo! Take your top right. off. Spring break. <laughs> it's kind of chilly today. I don't <laughs> so, uh, Paul, word is that you like to cook as much as we do. Name the most useless or weirdly specialized kitchen tool you have in your kitchen right now. <laughs> Instant right. headshot. I'm going to call out my mom on this podcast, <laughs> which, like, this this done been coming for years. <laughs> she got me this knife. It's like an Ulu knife. Do you know what an Ulu knife is? I do not. Okay, no. so it's this knife that's, like, curved uh, like, like a half moon. Like sure. an old man's mustache? And then there's, like, just a handle at the top. And it literally, oh. it, it looks like you'd have it like a, some sort of weapon for fighting. Sounds like some shit from Mortal Kombat. I, yeah. Like, it serves one specific purpose, and it lists that purpose on 
the box it comes in, right? Like it's like only for chopping pistachios or some shit like that. <laughs> and you're just like, who would have like, who would spend thirty eight dollars to just to just ch- be able to chop pistachios? <laughs> is that what <laughs> it's for? What is it for? No, I think it's actually for it because it comes with a cutting board that has like a like a divot in oh, it. Oh, right? okay. So mm. it's like cutting some specific thing and i can't actually recall the purpose of it. i suppose if you did like a, a rocking motion because what i'm picturing if i'm if i have this right is like if you grabbed a capital d by the vertical line mm-hmm. and then you could roll it around like maybe if yeah. you're like chiffonading herbs so you don't have to like chop 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 you just roll i mean if you were horseshit at making brass yeah. knuckles this would be Ooh, the yeah. thing that would come out of your forge yeah something like that. <laughs> or you don't have a forge and you watch mortal Kombat <laughs> yeah, the movie totally. and this is the closest you can get yeah i mean i guess if yeah. you have like a, a concave cutting area almost yeah. like a, a you you would with a mortar and pestle perhaps it is for chopping nuts because they don't fly everywhere oh. yeah <laughs> i did i've never, I've never used it. it it yeah. looks like the lawn jarts of room. frisbee I know it's like the most <laughs> dangerous outdoor playwear <laughs> i i you know i thought about this for a while and i i think i gotta call myself out because at some point I, I feel like I bought this because I don't know who else would have, but <laughs> the, the tool that's only for avocados, like it just has moved with me everywhere. I don't know if I got it originally. Ooh, you're going to have to describe this tool. So imagine if you took, uh, time again for tennis racket, if you took the wicker out of the middle of the tennis racket, the strings were sure. gone, and it just put, oh. um, it has a blade near uh-uh. the bottom of it. It's got a handle, and then it's got it's a blade near the bottom, for, and then it's yeah. got like three sticks that come out. So when you scoop out an, avoca- an avocado, it's already cut too. You score it. Yeah, yeah, but like I have a spoon. And, and I've already used a knife because it can't cut the fucking avocado open. You still need <laughs> yeah, to use a knife right. to do that. So I, but it's one of those things that it's, I've had it for so long. I don't know where it came from. And so I don't think about it. So the only time I ever see it is when I'm grabbing something else. I'm like, God, why is that fucking thing there? But I'm busy with something else. So I never come back to it. Okay. And I'm, I'm mortified about that because I feel like it, especially at the time that I acquired it for how long I've had it, nobody would have fucking bought that for me. Like I for sure bought that for myself at some point. If but, the creators of these products are listening, we would love to talk to you. Love to have you sponsor. I, I want to meet the person who approached an avocado and was like, how does anybody do it? Maybe they're one of our listeners in Australia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but just the idea that you still have to have a knife. You've yeah. already, you already yeah, have everything one. you need. We, <laughs> have, we don't have to like get eight utensils. Exactly. Yeah. And because, of, because of how the tines come down from the top, avocado gets wedged in there. And then if it sits for more than half an hour, like you have to get in there with another knife and like scrape out the dry avocado it's bits. Brown in there, yeah. yeah, it's just yeah. disgusting. So it, it not only is it useless, it's also very hard to clean. So I fucking hate it. Sponges oh. can't get in there. It miserable. does it all. Sponges <laughs> can't get in there. It's Napkins a- don't do it. <laughs> nope. Sounds like a retail therapy situation <laughs> where one day you're pissed off with work and you're on Amazon and you're like, you know what? I want this fucking avocado slicer. <laughs> I didn't go much like my taco story and others. I didn't come around on guacamole until my early twenties. So then I remember thinking like, Oh, I want to eat all of the guacamole forever. Okay. And I got really geeked out about making mm-hmm. it. And I'm sure that at some point I was like, Oh, this will help me make it even better. You were guac horny. Yep. And I don't, I honestly never do not. Never shop when you're guac horny. The only time it ever gets used is. <laughs> That's a hard and fast yeah, rule of Amazon. Never. 
You got that Never. guac horniness. You yeah. Hey, 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 Quam, you're squeezing those avocados a little too hard. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that look on your face. Uh, this, but uh, the, this newsy cap you have, it's a half avocado, <laughs> is very unusual. I don't know what's for you. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's got to be mine. I can't okay. think of anything that I hate in my kitchen more than that fucking thing. Fair. Fair. Except people that don't know what they're doing. Get the fuck out of the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. That too. They don't belong either. And they only stand in like the most unnecessary place. For like, sure. Is there a sink? Are there yeah. silverware or Sim- knives? Yeah. Those are places you don't yep. need to be, right? Oh, also, yeah. what do you have? Two <laughs> knives out? How about I stand right behind Dude, you? Dude, that's so true because your buddy who can't cook always leans right up against the sink while you're cooking. Yeah. You're like, and you're like, I'm only using all here. the water and all the utensils, <laughs> yeah. bro. They move every time too. Like, hey, bro, this is the night. I don't know where to stand. Where the water and utensils are not is a really good. Also, no eat. Oh, he just got the onion out. I better stand directly in front of the garbage can. For sure, definitely. Why don't you go down the basement, bro? Just bring you dinner. Just sit down and get drunk. I don't even care. So, what about you, Charles? My answer, uh, I believe, came up on the show previously, but it was an aside to the the broader story of basically the reason I got the fucking thing. But I have a oh. I have a raclette melter, <laughs> so it's a concrete stand. The stand itself weighs like twenty five pounds, and then it's got an arm and like a big heat lamp, and uh, another arm that holds a half wheel of raclette cheese, which makes this thing this whole proposition so much more irresponsible. <laughs> because I ha- do you know how much a half a wheel of raclette costs? It's so expensive, like one hundred and thirty dollars. <laughs> so I bought this fucking thing, and of course. Marnie, bless her heart, she doesn't give a shit what I buy. She just cares if I'm taking up space that we don't have. And absolutely, that is something that takes up space we don't have. I got it like two years ago, and I remember pointing at the bottom of the shelf in our kitchen. And I'm like, yeah, so I got this. Just bear with me. Cheese, right? You love cheese, right? Remember? Remember, remember how much you love cheese? Remember how much you love cheese? <laughs> Matter of fact, here's got, some cheese right now. Yeah. Let me just put this in your mouth. I, I bought this fucking reclet melter. She's like, a what? And I like explained it to her. I showed her videos on YouTube. How cool is that? And I was like, yeah, it's going to go right down there. And she's like, I guess. Oh, yeah. The other thing I did to help sell it was I said that because, of course, I was matrimony horny I guess yes. you could say with the wedding <laughs> I planned way too much shit for the wedding and I wanted all the food and all the drink and I was like if this thing works really well we can use it at the wedding it can be like a, a part of the food experience and did it work really well no it's too slow <laughs> it's too slow you can't do that for 200 people you know like it's dope but it takes it takes a long time for the cheese to melt so you went with a regular fountain yeah just, just nacho Velveeta the, fountain. yeah you didn't do the precisely precisely you classed it up even more yeah but yeah so I got that thing, and the um, maiden voyage for it was the Super Bowl. And as I mentioned on the show previously, I won't go in depth because we've talked about this before on episode, like, let's say 14. Go listen to episode yeah, 14. go listen to 14. It was a good one. Uh, I made, like, these massive, crazy sandwiches for the Super Bowl. Yes. Including, um, they all had, they were all on these giant baguettes, and I had uh, dry-aged prime New York that I roasted like prime rib style, shaved thin on my buddy's meat slicer. And then each of them had different toppings on them. And like I had pickled mushrooms on one, I had a jardinier on another, and then melted. That's how I discovered that it. it takes a long time to melt that cheese to get it like really, because what you want is when it's like turning brown and black on the outside. That's what you're looking for. But to do that under the heat lamp takes like six or seven minutes. It's a long time. <laughs> and then you like get that one, one shot. Yeah. yeah. And then you got to swipe it down and there's still soft cheese under it but not like the good bubbly shit so it's 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 fucking cool but it's not it's actually not good for parties it's gigantic and cartoonish but it's not good for parties it's good for like 
me and Marnie. Like, that's just busted. commitment, though. You know, yeah, like that's real. just that's food love right there. That's a whole other level. Charles, I have an idea. I have an idea. Okay. <clears throat> if, we pull like off, ideas. if we pull off this, this live episode, we've talked about having smashies from private sector podcast uh, making smash hamburgers, right? Uh, they're really big into charity stuff. We all agree that we're going to split the cost of a half wheel of raclette. And then if people want to pay extra as a charity thing, they can be the ones to sit in there and wait and then scrape the cheese when they feel like it's ready. We can use it for good. We can harness its power, its cheesy power for good. You can auction off each six to seven minute experience. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe what happens actually is that if you're there getting a burger at the exact right time that the cheese is ready, you get a raclette burger. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Watch everybody just sit there waiting yeah. for it to bubble and then go for it. Yeah. Because I love the idea of, of, <laughs> I love the idea of people who consume too much of most things standing in a half circle around cheese waiting for it to bubble for charity. <laughs> I love that that's good. <laughs> Justin Sutherland loves using raclette. They probably have either multiple burners or they do it with a broiler or something. Maybe they do it in their salamander. But they have a, a raclette on their burger at the Gnome. Mm-hmm. And I just saw him use it on a, an episode of his new show. Um, Fast Foodies. Fast Foodies. On what episode True was TV. That? Oh, I think, it was the, I think it was the breakfast sandwich episode. Is that the one with Ron Funches? No, it's with the... Uh, the uh, Asian comedian dude from Mad TV. Bobby Lee? Yeah. I haven't seen that one yet. Which was, oh, dude, that's, that's the best episode. I love him. Ron Funches was my dude. I, I just haven't figured out uh, streaming because we got rid of like normal TV. So mm. just trying to figure out how and where to watch sure. it. I'm, I'm on it. We'll, we'll update you guys on the, on the podcast next. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's a fun show. Oh, my God. I'm going to go throw that fucking avocado thing away when I get home. Yeah. I finally decided. You're still it's, thinking about it's, it. I'm still, it's, I yeah. can't believe it's still sitting there. Do you see if there's a ball you can throw for your dog that fits in there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We're like trying Find to repurpose ours. Yours, sure. yours is going to live on. Yeah. Charles, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. No way, there's no way to like get around it. Charles will keep his I would just have to cheese shaving. Thing, for sure. yeah. I, I just want to see Paul come out of his house like on St. Patrick's Day just with that ready. Honestly, just so everybody knows. I want somebody to just have that straight poolside. Like a hot fucking. Yeah. day just over just there bacon, just shaving up. that cheese like mm-hmm. proudest shit yep. just like Beautiful. hot cheese just flicking mm-hmm. it into the yeah. pool oh, you're a little greasy you guys, better jump uh, in the water you, guys, you like that on that tortilla oh, you love it yeah, on that you tortilla do. you're yeah. a raclette sleut yep. oh, <laughs> so I'm I'm a multi I, I hate unitaskers mm-hmm. it's the Alton Brown rule number one cardinal rule the only other thing I have that is a, a unitasker would be um, I got this little tool for uh, cherries for getting the oh the pits out yeah, the pit out of cherries that thing's nice when you're making like a like a clafoutis mm-hmm. you know you want to like pop out eighty of those mm-hmm. that thing's great it still looks like a murder scene there's just cherry juice all over your hands but other than that I don't think I have anything that only does one thing I'm down I I think at this point the only thing that I could say is unitasky and I keep finding other uses for them is we have multiple sets of cheese knives. Oh, sure. Uh, and that's we got just, in that predicament too. Yeah, that's just an agreement that I, I'm, that's a fight I'm not going to have. That's a battle I'm not going to yeah. wage. Jenny has different sets depending on what, we're, what else we're serving and what cheese board mm, it's going to go on. Don't those go into that utensil category, they which do. is technically in the home decor department. I don't really mm. work in that department. Yeah. So I kind of, it's just like, like hey. I'm micromanaging. <laughs> uh, I don't like that's to, not my job, yeah. guys. I'm out of here. If it's not on the spreadsheet, I don't yeah. 
No. So <laughs> with those, like, and I'll use them for like, you know, if I get up and I'm making toast, like I'll just grab one of those and that's how I spread the jam. That's what I'm talking like, about. Like I'm, I'm good with all of that kind of stuff, uh, especially for like sauces when I'm doing like smoked meats. I'll just try and find a reason to have to use something like that. But yeah, those are the fact that there are not just one set. There are, I think, three sets of cheese knives. In our house. <laughs> that's as unitasky as it gets. But again, when the presentation comes out, that's something that I don't give a shit about. Like, your food always looks better uh, when you take pictures because you take more time with that. I'm just like, let's sit down, let's get to it. My wife loves for things to look very nice because it adds to the ambiance and the whole vibe of the thing. So if Eat that helps. Eyes first. Yeah. That's what they say. If that helps, then, hey, I'm, I'm good with it. Cool. That's especially since I still have that fucking avocado thing. I can't open my goddamn mouth. <laughs> yeah, I get to do the collaborative thing, right? Because my wife's a designer, so she's got that eye for building a perfect little setting. So I shout just, out to like, Laura, make it happen, and then she makes it look cute. Plates it for you. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's right. a. You guys, I love like how slowly your kitchen has evolved. Because it's not a huge kitchen, but it has like a really great like whole dining room feel to it even though it's, it's the size of just a normal kitchen. Like, you walk in and you're just like, oh, I just want to hang out here and stand in front of shit that you're probably going to try and use. Yeah, and that is all <laughs> Laura. She puts the stuff I'm going to use all over the kitchen. It's not in one spot. It's hanging yeah. on the walls. It's, uh, you know, in the drawer in a different side of the room. You know, See, I run you with the kitchen. I, always, yeah. I, like, I like the kitchen to be the room to hang out in the house, but also don't want people to get in the way when I'm doing shit. So Yeah. Why did I do this to myself? No matter what, if they all went into the other room and just sat down nicely and had a glass of wine, I'd be really bummed that nobody was in the kitchen. But immediately, when they come into the kitchen, then I'm irritated. It depends what you're doing. I'm picking that problem. It it always depends what you're doing. (laughs) If it's like the final flourish, you know, there's three minutes left on the clock and it's Iron Chef, then get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's all all the timing stuff, right? When you're like, I'm going to execute the dish. Yeah. And I got hot pans going and I got ovens working and I'm like, towel and... You know, spatula situation. Mm-hmm. I got, yeah. I also really like, I do admit, I do really like when one of our friends and both of you guys would also be included in this. Like, if you have legit skills, I love when you can delegate a few things, like sous chef style, because then we, we both know where we're going to stand. We both know what we're doing. We can have the over the shoulder conversation. I'm into that. It's I like that. It's obvious show. that we're going to use two separate cutting boards to perform <laughs> yes. the task. Yes. No one's standing in line waiting for the cutting board where you're like, right. why? <laughs> We Would have. you think that we're going to share this? <laughs> yeah. We have multiple cutting boards yeah. and yeah. multiple knives exactly. and an avocado slicer. <laughs> and that is how you end up tossing salad. You know what I mean? That's right. That's the true way that you end up tossing salad. Oh, circle me dick. Toss that salad. Toss that Get out of the kitchen. Go toss the salad. <laughs> well, fuck it. Hey, let's have a, let's have a sip. Yeah. Yeah. Mature Delish. So <laughs> Cheers. Welcome to Amateur Hour. <laughs> All right. Um, Paulie. Yes. Uh, we've known each other for a very long time. One of the things that I think you and I have both shared, and Charles, I have learned about you over these last couple of years especially, is uh, we all kind of share a pretty uh, high level of work ethic, where even if a job is bullshit, we're still going to show up and we're still going to do the thing that we're going to do, because that's what we said we were going to do. Now, looking back on that, I'd like to think that we've all done better at finding better jobs and doing better things with our time, but is there a job that you would love to be able to go back and be like, what the fuck am I doing? Get out of there. Get the fuck out of there. This is not worth it. Leave mm, now. So many jobs. So <laughs> many jobs. I Honestly, I think like maybe just the jobs yeah. in general. Like I would say there are more jobs that I want to go back in time to than there are jobs that I've had that I was like, this was 
amazing. I'm glad I did it. It changed. There are pivotal yep, moments, right? Of course, Our of course. time at the lodge bar, for example, is like a way that shaped my life, right? Was it the best, easiest, funnest job at that time? Yes. At this time, I would be dead immediately. Sure. You know, the bachelor farmer, obviously, like for everybody listening out there, real quick, the lodge bar uh, was the reason that Paul and I know each other. It was a northwestern or uh, a northern woods. It was a Hootie and the Blowfish themed cover band nightclub that had bottle service and nowhere, I'm convinced, nowhere else on earth could this have existed outside of Minnesota. It was like an episode of Friends where you just got as fucked up as possible. It was, was Charles, it was like if Twin Peaks was written by Pitbull. (laughs) All these these things are making a lot of sense. All these things are making a lot of sense. But I mean, it, it was for drink, for yes. a time and place. It was uh, it was amazing and it was crazy and it was fucking packed. Thousands of people every night to go to a cabin themed nightclub. But yeah, I mean, like for example, uh, the Hog's Breath, right? I was oh yeah, a bouncer at the Hog's Breath for a long time when I moved here. This is like maybe when I met Ben is yeah. when I actually was still doing. This. And that's a job that I quit after like the third time someone pulled a knife on me and they wouldn't give me a raise. And you're like, <laughs> I, like yeah, I'd like to go back and just be like, why? I'm wearing a polo shirt. It's not like I was vested up with like zip cuffs. Not that <laughs> I recommend anybody do that. Yeah. You work security. You're not a cop. Leave the zip cuffs at home. Just wear your stupid polo and mind your own damn business. <laughs> work on de-escalation. But... I swear to God, I would go back to that job and just be like, you got to be out of your mind, man. <laughs> I, love, like, I love that it was after the third time yeah. a knife had been pulled. That was when enough was and enough. And it was like a 60-year-old man with like a Cub Scout fold-out where I'm like, listen, dude, you have <laughs> not, neither the like time nor dexterity to pull off whatever it is that... Not to mention the young fella in front of you just tipped me off to the fact that you're trying to pull a knife. Like... <laughs> Yeah. Okay, here's, I have a very important question. Did he punch your times a knife has been pulled out punch card with his knife for you? <laughs> three punches, you're supposed to get a raise. That, did that he, would, did he I wish he had thing? actually just... <laughs> That's how they know. Yeah. That's how they know. Hey, can I get a punch before I leave? Yeah. <laughs> I got to fill my card. Yeah. And me, then sorry. I walked him home, right? Because he lost his, like, diabetes clicker or whatever. So it's like I walked him home. Because that, that's how you... De-escalate and serve. Mm-hmm. That's actually how you do that job. Well, I thought that was impossible. I, I thought we no, didn't no, no. It actually de-escalate. you can protect and serve at the same mm-hmm. time. It's a simple process of simply just being a kind human. And I just walked him home, and I was like, you know, I probably see you next week, Glenn. I think his name was. I'm not sure. You know, and have a nice night. Yeah. And don't stab anybody else on the way home, right? Because like you're all for one already. Let's just yeah. leave it. You know what I mean? Take the L. Take yeah, the L. Go home. Just. What's with chat? Watch yes, a couple episodes not for you. Yeah. yeah, watch a couple episodes of the A Team. Yeah, you already threw your glasses once in the parking lot. You can't. You're not gonna be able to see anyway. Just, just leave it where it is, Glenn. Uh, Charles, what about you? I know, obviously, running your own company, you've had a longer run than uh, than I have at any job. So, but I'm yeah, sure there were others. Well, it's an interesting. It's an interesting question because it's not terribly applicable to me because I could always see the writing on the wall and I was not afraid to quit jobs when I was younger. Uh, I remember I was a, I was a uh, teller at target when I was 16 and I was having a bad day as sometimes people do as all 16 year olds do. Yeah. And I remember some old fart got rang out and he says to me, you know, he was, he was just kind of, 
uh, grilling me. He's giving me the third degree about like just looking unhappy and stuff. And I, I pretty much just said to him, I mean, I'm just having a bad day. It's, you know, my apologies. And then just went about wringing out his stuff. And that wasn't enough for him. Apparently he wanted to make me feel bad. And he said, you don't like your job, quit. And I was like, you know what? That's a good idea. So <laughs> I took my name tag off and my apron and just left. Oh, that's awesome. His stuff was half bagged. He's like, who's going to put my stuff in my cart? And I was like, I don't give a shit. I'm out of here. And I went Remember home. what you told me? Went I home and watch wrestling. Dang, do you think that guy's like still alive? Just oh, for sure. like how many times you're like, you should quit. And then they quit. And then it's like, <laughs> like I, would, I don't know if right. I'd still be around. Whoa, it worked. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like getting struck by lightning kind of. You know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like, he's got, at least he's got like a white Man. stripe that goes all the way down his back. <laughs> or sure. something. I was 16 years old. I was making $100 a week. Okay, buddy? Yeah, like, no shit. It didn't take a lot to push yeah. me off that edge. The minimum, like, why, the minimum wage has been like eight bucks for <laughs> right. just a really long <laughs> right. time. Right? Really? It's like, unforgivably I cannot long believe that, yeah. that we were all like, I would love to do that for that much money. To yeah. get yelled at by insane <laughs> strangers over and over again. It was, yeah, it was great <laughs> advice. He just, I don't think he intended it to be. Oh, that's awesome. But anytime, yeah, anytime I, I had a job that I didn't like, I just quit. That was, I, I still really strongly believe in doing something that you're invested in, um, like emotionally, personally, something that gratifies you. I know that not everyone has the luxury of, finding work that satisfies them on those levels and I can commiserate with those people. I totally, I understand, but I always knew that I wasn't going to stop rooting around until I found work that made me happy. Sure. And it's, my job is very difficult and I work long hours and things go wrong all the time. Putting up fires is part of the drill, but I love what I do uh, on the whole. I'm so satisfied with the end of the day products that we produce, uh, I guess probably the best examples of what your question asks would be just knowing when to let a client go. Mm. I'm pretty good at that too. Even, even if I have, even if we have like a retainer contract with a client and they're like, Hey, like we can't, you know, we can't afford this anymore or, um, we're going to hire some people to do this internally, anything like that. For me, the end justifies the means of a client's like, we're going to, we, we want to try something else. We know we have a contract. I'll be like, cool. Don't worry about it. Contract's not really, it's not that important to me because I don't want to work with anyone that doesn't want to work with me. Yeah, for sure. And that happened. I mean, social cider works were midstream. I was working with them for six months out of their one year contract. And Jim told me, Hey, we're hiring this senior art guy. And, um, I think we're going to just try to get by with having him do everything. I said, cool, but if you need any work beyond that, just give me a call. And that was the end of it. Nice. That's, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't have that radar. It was always like there was some sort of sense of like honor and duty that had been wrapped into it. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't remember that coming from anybody specifically. I just felt like I stayed on the sinking ship so much longer than I was supposed to so mm-hmm. many times. Okay. I worked, uh, <clears throat> probably the, the one that, that, that hit my brain right away thinking about it was I worked for... A certain corporation that focuses around uh, really crazy wings from upstate New York. And they may uh, have a headquarters somewhere around here, allegedly. And uh, I I was a bartender at 22, and a manager quit. And the GM asked me if I wanted to be a manager. And I really wanted to have that experience on my resume. I thought it was going to be really cool. I got health insurance, which was huge because I was Mm -hmm. out of college and I didn't have health insurance. And I signed up to work like 60 to 70 hour weeks for $30,000 a year at a restaurant that doesn't have plates or silverware. 
So you're creating an epic amount of trash while also telling people that it, the food's not really that important. And I feel like sometimes that ethos goes a little farther. And I remember I got yelled at by a woman who uh, ordered 12 wings and she went and sat in her car and then five minutes later came back in and said she wanted, uh, she wanted the rest of her food. And we said, what are you talking about? She goes, I paid for 150 wings and it was, you know, $89 or whatever. I want the rest of my food. And I'm like, man, we literally have computers that ring up all the transactions. Right. That's not on there. Call your bank. She's like, oh, I'm not going to call my bank. They're closed right now. Like, okay. We go back and forth for half an hour. I ended okay. up having to call the police. She finally just admits that she was lying because she wanted some free wings. Uh, Bro, some free wings? Yeah, right. Like, <clears throat> I, I hope just at some point she learned how to escalate that. Like, maybe you could say you were missing a couple, but you can't say you were missing, like, 138. Right. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. I just have to. Yeah, okay. There you go. That's it's got to be in there. Yes, right. yes. And I, uh, when I finally realized the writing was on the wall, and it still took me over a month to leave, uh, and I ended up getting in a huge fight with my manager over it. But when I knew the writing was on the wall, I walked back in, and, oh, God. And the girl, uh, the girl who was running the front desk, who did not help at all, who definitely threw some gas on the fire, was sitting on the floor, and she had ripped open a bag of Cheetos that she had brought, and then she had poured herself a cup of mayonnaise and was scooping mayonnaise oh out Cheeto by oh Cheeto boy. with her, like, her hands on the floor in the kitchen, and then she's just grabbing a Cheeto and eating it. She's like, boy, that was stressful. And I was like, yeah, I can't. I, I, I fucking can't. Yeah, you yeah. probably can't work here anymore. Yeah. And then, again, another month plus before I actually got up the balls, ended up getting in a huge shouting match and, and walking out. Uh, but, yeah, it was I, – I don't know why I was so tethered to bullshit like that, but I really felt like I had to because you got you to gotta get the job, and then you get the khakis, and then you get the girls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's not a secret that in the service industry, developing a value system for yourself is kind of a bit of a weird – and, yeah. you know, we're going through some growing pains with that currently in our for sure. environment. But, like, knowing what you're worth and knowing your value, it's it's one thing to get a job where everyone's, like – yeah, you get a job and you get a salary and they tell you what you're worth and you feel good about it and then you climb the ladder. And oftentimes in the service industry, you'd hear that question like, when are you going to get a real job or when are you going to go get a job? Sure. And it's like, you know, I'm working, <laughs> you know, overnight. I'm killing myself. You don't know what I'm doing. And yes, I am making more money than I care to tell you about because yeah. it's in cash. Uh, <clears throat> but there's also no way to know your value. Right? No one's really just telling you, like, you're worth this much per hour or per day or whatever. You're creating it. If you're a good servant, yeah. you receive better compensation. And if you are the careless or not caring yeah. individual, then you don't get that compensation. And that's right. kind of the only value system you have other than, you know, whatever this stuff and the other, you know, the, the drinking and... and other activities you participate in are going to also impact that developing of your value system. Well, it also that'll it'll give you a little bit of of smoke screen to not work on that. You know, Easily, it, yeah. as long as you don't have to look at it. Yeah, this is know. my forget juice, and I can exactly. ignore. And this is my ignore coffee. Like I can, you know what I mean? All pain goes away until it comes back. That's a in tomorrow the morning, problem. Yep. But I don't do mornings because I work at night, so I can just sleep through that part. It's it's a difficult mix, for yeah, sure. It's fucking miserable. So remember, everybody, as these restaurants are opening up, be fucking nice when you go out. Yeah. Don't be an asshole. For real. For real. Yeah, our reservation at 
De Leon, like, was a few minutes behind. Dude, they haven't been doing this for very long. And I was still just smiling ear to ear. She couldn't see it with my mask on, but, you know, the hostess was like, when she took us to her table at, like, fucking 7.06, she's like, I am so sorry. And I was like, you are not going to harsh my mellow right now. Yeah. I, I could not be happier at this very moment. Six minutes isn't going to kill anybody. I'm happy to be in here. Give me six more minutes, you know? <laughs> we, uh, <clears throat> just today, we, uh, we stopped by Brunson's for uh, brunch with some friends. And, oh, that's uh, where you went today. Yeah, and the, the door, it's a very long, skinny bar, and it's, it was pretty windy today. And so the door kind of blew shut after somebody had come in, and it clicked the little paddle um, lock that you have to like hit the oh. paddle when you're leaving. It just kicked it hard enough that it, it locked. And we watched this family of six walk up, and the kids are looking, and the dad's just pulling, pulling, and he's angry. He's doing the hand gestures, and then he just starts calling. And as soon as I saw him get the phone out, and then the phone rang, I'm like, oh, fuck. And our server caught it before anybody else did. <clears throat> she goes running over there, opens the door, and the entire way to the host stand, he's lecturing her on how unprofessional it is that their door accidentally locked because the, the wind blew shut. And I was watching yeah, him. He doesn't care why it happened. No, and his kids are watching him be an asshole to a complete stranger for a problem that's completely out of her control. And then he literally was so worked up about it, he didn't talk to his kids until after they had ordered food. Like I mean, they were just he forgot the golden rule, man. <clears throat> we don't work for you. Yep. I do not work for you personally. Nope. <laughs> you are welcome to come here. I did not send you an invite. Check your mailbox. I'm, po- I'm semi-positive I did not send out any invites. <laughs> What's my name? Night. Yeah, you don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you selected a restaurant. You chose to go there, and you brought whomever you chose to bring, which is your prerogative. Now sit down. Shut up Shut and let them bring up. you the yeah. stuff because that's what they do for a living. Yeah. And, you know, we don't come to your office and, you know, knock I, the corn dog out of your hand as the saying goes. That was the thing. Like, all I could picture the whole time was, like, if I was ever at this guy's office for some ungodly reason and I went to the bathroom and, like, the stall door didn't lock, I would love to walk into that guy's office and berate him about how dare the stall door down the hall from his office doesn't lock. Oh, how badly do you want him yeah. to be like a parking attendant, right? <laughs> when you show up and the meter doesn't work, so yeah, you get yeah. to turn around and lecture him about how inconvenient and unprofessional <laughs> it is that you can't pay for your parking at a meter or any number of other things that yep. are like controlled by the yep. wind, the sun, and what have you. <laughs> you ain't special, motherfucker. So be polite. I don't know. He sounds pretty important. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. I'm gonna have a little, little sip of this room. All right. Cheers to that. CEO of his own mind. I'm the CEO of me. <laughs> On the other hand, it doesn't give, you know, the service component carte blanche to, mm-hmm. to dis, you know, to treat people poorly. We still right? have. I mean, your job is to fill their water and mm-hmm. bring them coffee and feed them mm-hmm. and serve them and help them basically feel better for the rest of the day. You're, you're, you're actually providing a service when you break it down, Mm -hmm. but it's easy to forget because we've already created this dynamic, right? You brought $10 extra. So I'm going to be extra. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So now you can be a jerk and I'll be extra nice and I'll get that $10. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's a competition instead of it. It's like, listen, I'm, I'm here to help. Dude, you're so right. The real key is to be nice to each other. Yeah, you know, just in many, general. I think too many people look at that relationship as I have money. They have to be nice to me because of the money, not because I'm a nice person, right. but because I, I have money with me. 
Because this is how we've allowed America. And now we're, and we're wearing masks. And, and we don't choose eye contact because what if you and I disagree about, I don't know, the mask and, and a dozen other things that we've now added to the list of things we could possibly disagree about, which means that we hate each other. And it's like, I disagree with all kinds of things. It doesn't mean I have to hate you or not hang out with you. It just means that maybe you and I don't see eye to eye on a particular <laughs> exactly. subject matter, which makes it kind of fun <laughs> let's play with it it might end in fisticuffs on occasion but we can all depends on the subject looking at you okay. glenn <laughs> depends on the subject matter. Yeah, glenn, I, you know glenn got home just fine he had a <laughs> but he slept that the he had ribs in a bag i didn't add that part like he had a whole bag of ribs <laughs> he had a bag of ribs he threw his glasses yeah in dude, and his glasses are a little scratched up but they're bifocals you can work around this that sounds like the dime star version of falling down yes yes <laughs> yes absolutely God damn it, Glenn. <laughs> if you All could right. still rent movies, you would rent that movie from like a video. I'll watch that right now. <laughs> it's only available on VHS. Uh, question number three. Ooh. If you could task everyone in here with listening to a single song that they've never heard before, what would it be? This might require a little trial and error since, you know, Quam's listen to many yeah. songs. I, I listen, I, I think I listen to as many songs as Quam, but many of them are like, obscure because of death metal and shit, but i'm so. hey i'm growing you're working between yeah. you and and josh lemke yeah. from surly brewing company i have been slowly learning where my where my road is cool. through metal cool baby steps but we're getting there we're trying yeah man, man that's so many genres well okay so that that's a great question simply because like i am such good friends with ben and like <laughs> i've made him like a so mixed cd this. before yeah, yeah, right yeah cool. I know he's heard all these songs. Now you hit me with a. We but every once in a while, while you're going to get be, lucky, yeah, right? There's, there's so, stuff in there. And the thing is that, like, That's how deep you go? Yeah, you just have to put it out there and not worry about who's taking it in, right? And how they're going to feel about it because everybody's a critic, and their opinion is only as valuable as the dilution of the entirety of all of us, right? Can I? I'll, I'm going to go ahead and give you credit. Because I don't want it to seem like it was only obscure shit that you introduced me to. You were the first person to ever play Chris Stapleton for me. Oh, I had that's never, a true story. I had never heard of him. I had never heard him. And he was already out of the Steel Drivers and working right. on his solo career. But you played me Steel Drivers, and then you played me some solo shit from like his first record. And I had never heard him. And I still think he's fantastic. That dude's voice makes my knees weak. And that, that was some good shit, man. Yeah, that was a great album. They, they won a freaking Grammy for that album. I couldn't believe that for That's their so vocals. Wild. And I was like, what is going on here? I've never, <laughs> some like crappy blues. When, when did a Duluthian ever think a blues gra- bluegrass album was ever going to be like? Grammy award yeah, winning? Grammy award winning slash relevant in any way. And all of a sudden this dude just blows up and is playing songs with Justin Timberlake. Who's the, who's the giant guy with the big cowboy hat with, <laughs> with a fur coat in the summer? The summer? The guy for sure smells like damp laundry. There's no way he doesn't just smell awful. But let's, let's see what happens if we make him a superstar. Boom, right? there we are. <laughs> let's just see what happens. Is there, is there a song right now that you love yes. that you, would, you want more people in the world to listen to? Or us. Or, or us. us, yeah. And there's going to be accountability. We should do reaction videos. Oh, yeah. I'm down with that. Or do you want to think for a second? Yeah, let me think on it. I know one. Do you? Go for yeah, it. You okay. Get into it. So I don't know if you guys have heard this specific song. Um, mm-hmm. Jason Isbell is pretty famous. But he has on, uh, I think it's on the album Southeastern, he has a song called Relatively Easy. 
And the first okay. verse is about um, just strangers in the world. The second verse is about a friend of his uh, who committed suicide. And the third verse is about his struggle to get sober. And it's called Relatively Easy. Relatively Easy. By Jason Isbell. It's a beautiful song. It's a really easy song. It sounds like a road trip song that you just like kind of bop your head to and sort of hum along to. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the chorus is basically, no matter what you have going on, a stone's throw away, somebody has it a whole lot worse. Overall, give and take, if we're like middle class people in America, our lives are relatively easy. And there's examples of specifics in each verse about this person's struggle, period. But overall, like, we're not worried about, like, warlords coming to raid our village and murder or rape and kill everyone. You know, like, overall, it's, it's pretty fucking easy. You know, like, we all have our own shit. But versus the history of humanity, we are fucking cream puff. You know, like, we got it pretty easy. So it's, it's a way of reminding yourself that everything that's going on is relative just to you. And to maybe be a little kinder to strangers because you don't know what they're dealing with. And I, every time I listen to it, there's a different, like one of the verses hits me harder than the rest. But I had a, a friend of mine who played college sports in the car with me and we played it. And you could literally hear his throat seize up in that second, in that second verse. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, the fact that those you two said together. 30 pieces of flair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's my fault. I literally have <laughs> muted my computer twice. I don't know why it still is doing it's taken that. taken over. Yeah. Um, but anyway, th- that song, I, it's just, I, like, I listen to it. If it's been more than a month, I listen to it again because it reminds me, hey, shut the fuck up, Ben. <laughs> You're doing all right, you know? My wife's got a nice fanny. I have an avocado slicer. <laughs> nice. Like, oh, we're okay. Man. Damn. Hey, we, that's actually certified now by some dude in a minivan somewhere. I was like, I know, bro. I love juicy things. Uh, I thought we agreed to be more self-deprecating on here. Exactly. Bra- bragging about your avocado. <laughs> so, so that's the one. In it. And if you guys haven't okay. heard it out there, uh, it's great. If you have, then try Jason Isbell Dreamsicle. Both of those will... It, they sound easy breezy until you listen to the verses. And then Wait like, till the oh, show's fuck. over. You're not allowed to listen to music until this is over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Charles, if you had one. Yeah. So it's easy for you to recommend songs to me that probably most people would know because I just don't listen to a lot of like modern new music. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Isbell reminds me of uh, a chef on the top chef with, with a very similar name. So that's the guy I picture when you oh. say the name. I think his name was Jason Isabel. I think you're right. Like the big Greek guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy. He was actually yeah. like a really well-known... Yeah, he's doing Chef. he's doing real think, well right now. I think now. that's his name, but I might be tying up my shoelaces here with the two names. But I picture him, which is funny when when I hear that name. Sure, I don't know his content, but I'll definitely listen to the song since we have a gentleman's agreement. My recommendation, I know, is going to work because it's super fucking obscure. There's this uh, sort of spastic, psychedelic, In. Italian. Yep. Uh, metal band. Dude. They're fucking crazy. They're called Destrage. D-E-S-T-R-A-G-E. Their debut album, I believe it was their debut album, uh, is called Are You Kidding Me? No. That's the actual title. (laughs) And the song that uh, I want to recommend is the opening track. It's called Destroy, Create, Transform, Sublimate. And it's just fucking madness. They got a bunch of albums. Which album is it? The album is called Are You Kidding Me? No. Oh, yeah. There we go. Got it. And it's the opening track. Uh, it's just madness. And it's about this, the song is about like nonconformism and sort of 
like lyrically, it's also spastic, so it's not super rich. It's not going to change Doesn't the lyrical content. It's not about the lyrical content. It's about the energy of the song. Yeah. It's totally on, it's on, I don't have a short list necessarily, but it's a type of song I listen to on Monday morning when the sun's shining and I'm ready to fucking rock for the week. I got a hundred projects on my table and I don't know how I'm going to get through them all, but I'm super pumped to get started and I'm slamming cold press. Play a song like that, and I'll get through 25% of my Dude, projects on a Monday. You're talking to a guy who spent like two hours the other night stoned off his ass making a best posse cuts hip-hop playlist. Yeah. <laughs> it, I got to get access to that, by the so way, because I like, need to, yeah. <laughs> the fucking jam. Because when you need to get a posse going, you yeah. just got to have the right... Right? You do. You need Everybody gets music. a single verse, so they got to come with the best or, shit. Was it a commercial? or a th- It's something... Where a dude's like walking down the street and he's got the band following. Oh yeah, you know yeah, talking, yeah. It was. Right? I, I feel like it was like an Apple commercial yeah, or some it shit. Was like yeah, I yeah. got my own theme music and they'd like follow him around. Oh like, yeah, because I, like, I yeah, want that's that. That's how you get a posse. So, <laughs> this is how I envision posse cuts. Coming yes, together. yes. It's also a great name for a barber shop. Ooh, posse cuts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there any any jams you got right yeah, now? Yeah, I mean the thing to? is that I don't. I I am not always hip to the newer. Stuff, yeah, you know, uh, despite the fact that I have children, they're just like, yeah, you're boring. Um, but I, through that show, Letter Kenny, I actually started listening to this band called Harmonium, and oh, I haven't found them. Yeah, uh, they're kind of like a chill. Ooh, like they're they're. I mean, they're. I don't know. I don't want to say Eaglesy, but you know, like kind of laid back rock. Sure, okay, but it's all in French. Uh, yeah, and it, and their title track is called Harmonium. Okay, and I'd say the first track and the last track on that album are probably my favorites. Um, the dope. band is called Harmonium. Yep, and the yeah, album and the is, album is so called Harmonium, and the first track of the album <laughs> so. is called. We Harmonium. do not want to learn more. They words. don't want you to get lost on the way to Harmonium. Pleasure Town, right? Yes. <laughs> it's like just lay down. You know that's why they use yellow bricks. They're easy to see in the grass. You know what I mean. You, can, you don't slip on them. That's, I guess they're not. They generally nice make you happy, color. and then yeah, just follow that's that road. Bullshit. Yellow seems like a slippery <laughs> it's color. Such a, such a ridiculous thing to paint. You painted the bricks. Like why didn't you just say follow the brick road? Yeah. Just, <laughs> just the brick you already road. laid the bricks. Now you're gonna paint them. You see the rest of that fucking world. There's no other brick roads. By around the time there. you're done painting the brick road, you have to repave the brick road and then someone has to paint it again the problem back then is they already recorded the song and they're like fuck what do we do well <laughs> just, i guess let's go with it yeah, all right yeah. <laughs> well shit i guess that deserves a, a sip i think i'm gonna go with some of this cab harmonium yeah. harmonium 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 you heard it here first nothing no dot com <laughs> uh well actually this uh <clears throat> when we were talking a little bit earlier about just remembering from the employee's perspective that hospitality and service is, is the end goal of that. What I love about when you push that as a, a hashtag on like posts is it's a reminder that it's not just like the plate of food. It's not like the cost of the wine on the table. It's the whole thing. It's the setting. It's the building. It's the, the town or the village or the city where the, the restaurant is. And obviously we all need to, to center ourselves sometimes, especially when things get really stressful. And is there, when you're thinking about that, like hospitality, hospitality lives, is there, um, is there like a, a bite of food or like a sip of a beverage that you can think about that takes you back? And could you describe like where that was or, or when it was or why it was special? 
And sure, it, yeah. it doesn't have to be like your favorite of all time. It can just no, be no, like, totally. I mean, that it's it. It would be a salad. Would be like a hundred percent. Like the first time that someone literally just put and Paul Berglund was like literally the master of this. I've yeah. never met anybody who could do this this way. But it would just literally be like lettuce dressing, some nuts or seeds, and some cheese and like pickled onions on a plate. Yeah, and you're like fuck it. This, there's no way, right? Like this is the, there's no fireworks. There's no, no, no meat got cooked. I don't, and it was literally the purest, best expression of all of the things on the plate. It was like lettuce for the sake of showcasing the lettuce. Mm -hmm. And from someone who like grew up with like a bag of iceberg lettuce as like their experience with greens, of course you don't like it. Right. (laughs) Or like even romaine, you're like, well, okay. But like to have it be literally, no, eat, eat the lettuce it's the best lettuce you've ever tasted and it's dressed perfectly and it's got the cheese and the nuts it's like literally the essence of what it's supposed to be there's no lies it's very upfront uh if you think about the history and like origins of hospitality which i have like done quite a bit it was a mandate it was a almost religious expectation it was treated with reverence that if someone were to enter your home whether they were invited or not the expectation was that you would like give them medical care that you would feed them that you would give them something to drink and not only that but it would likely be the best that you had to offer and not necessarily in a celebration not to honor anybody not to like show any particular thing to anybody else but just simply because that's what you do when someone comes to you in need is you give it to them whatever it is that you have to give and so that salad to me represented all of the like simplicity of the whole thing it was like we what's the best burger who gives a shit who doesn't like burgers? You know what I mean? Fucking burger. You have choices. You're gonna get mad about pineapple on a pizza? Fuck yourself. Like I don't even understand what you're talking about. Don't eat it. Eat it. Pick it out. What do you ate? Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Like it's just food. Everybody loves pizza. Everybody loves burgers. Everybody loves. You know what I mean? Everybody yeah. loves food. Yeah. So make it simple. Make it real, and just share it. And then it doesn't matter if you get a medal or a T-shirt. Or, or a million dollars. Yeah, I want that T-shirt it, though. You just, I do want those things. <laughs> Don't give Please me. Please give me a million dollars. <laughs> but, but also, Does anybody have any money? Can yeah, I have if, some? yeah, yeah. No, if you want to like hand me a bag of cash, just hand me a bag of cash. Don't be. <laughs> Don't, be, about it. don't like, be stingy just, with that dude, shit. I'm not I'll saying trick or treat. All right, I'll I already. <laughs> Poor Glenn. Dude, you might leave with a bag of ribs. You don't know. You don't know if I brought you a bag of ribs. Hey. Charles, there might be a bag of ribs in this for you. You might yet. get a bag of ribs. You might get a knife. For all you ribs. know, I've been walking around with bags of ribs my whole life, right? Just like oh. side by side. Ribs Somebody, for you, oh, ribs for you. That's an old bag of ribs over yeah, there. Give the entryway did stink near that yeah. bike when I came. Poly bag of ribs. Oh, I wish I was young right? bag of ribs because that, like, that would be a sick... Rap name. Like, yeah, dude. Young yeah, bag now, of ribs. Now you've aged into it like an Italian mafia boss. You're like, yeah, holy bag of ribs over there. <laughs> yeah, I'll get he my velour tracksuit out. He hangs out with Rebar McIntyre. Oh, you're saying Paul. <laughs> you're saying Rebar McIntyre. I thought you were saying Paul, like polyester. You're saying, yeah. Oh, Paul. also that. <laughs> Polly bag. <laughs> I'll just hang it out in Bobby Bond's octagonal pony. That's right. Uh, Charles, what about, what about you? Well, my inference of this topic was that places now that I can go to oh, sure. still. Yeah. But they're, of course, 
places that I have been before, and that's why they give me that feeling of transcendence, of comfort, of uh, um, neighborliness, sure. I guess, for, for lack of a real term, because there's no way that's real. So I haven't been to... Here's every... We always say on this podcast, you can answer questions a different way on every given day. Mm-hmm. Today, I ground 40 pounds of ground beef in my kitchen, and so my burger craze is at an all-time high. And I was just thinking, man, it has been a really fucking long time since I had a parlor burger and a parlor old-fashioned. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. And that's a combo you kind of can't beat. I haven't been there in so long. I don't know who works there anymore. Yeah. I know there's been some turnover. That shit's real. And we've talked about, you know, the, there's like a little bit of fear of not seeing the people that you know and love when we go to the places that we know and love quite as much, but then we'll make new friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I'm, of course, looking forward to my next opportunity, which should be someday soon now that my wife and I are both vaccinated. Hello. And uh, I'll have to find my coin because we got our fifth anniversary coin where we get free cocktails. Get it, girl. Ooh. I didn't even know they had those. Yeah, free the fifth anniversary cocktails. party. The fifth anniversary party, everybody got a coin in your first drink for life at Parlor. Damn, that's amazing. House. Pretty tight. Hell yeah. So the $16 burger isn't quite so bad when the first <laughs> drink is fucking free. They but should make you bounce it into the cup and then take oh, it away yeah. if you don't get it. Oh, <laughs> Not, you're out. <laughs> He's too Joke's drunk. on you, fool. You got to be <laughs> good at quarters. Sucker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it, I mean, I also, I also <clears throat> want to like eulogize the places that used to give us those feelings that we can't yeah. go to anymore. Yeah. Not necessarily ones that are gone because of the last year, but... You and I were at, uh, Quam were at Saffron the last yep. day that they were open, and it still to this day, like, pains me that I can't go there and get the lamb or the brains or... Or an ice bucket sized old-fashioned. Yeah. There's, <laughs> that place was so dope. Dude. Sorry, it was a mint julep. It was a mint julep. Ju- yeah, the julep. That, you guys got a story about that too, right? <laughs> yeah, and I just, I, I miss that place so much. And then Semi is always teasing me about... Like, oh, maybe, maybe I'll open a new... I'm like, dude, stop saying it. Let's yeah, don't, don't pump fake on that, man. <laughs> let me know when it's real. Let's let play me, with your heart. Let me know when it's real. Oh, man. That, God, Donald, that kind of wants... I'm not going to change my answer. I'm going to go with what I originally sure. thought. So um, I, I think because of the amount of time that I spent in nightclubs, subconsciously, I had divided things into, like, if you can get into, like, the really cool spot, it's extra expensive and you have to only have the nicest shit. You have to pay the most amount of money ever for it. And I remember my first time uh, going to New York as, like, an adult with some money. Uh, I went there with uh, with someone and we went to Criff's Dogs. And I it was right after PDT had opened. And so they had built a cocktail speakeasy through a fake wall in a phone booth. And it was like one of the hottest cocktail bars in New York. And the fact that I could play Double Dragon while drinking a PBR and eating a hot dog out of aluminum foil. And then, oh, I got the text. We got to go in there. I was like, what do I do with my food? They're like, bring it in. And I didn't, my brain kind of broke for a second about the fact that it's totally okay to have tin foil wrapped hot dogs <laughs> in the sexiest cocktail bar in yeah. New York at the time. <laughs> they had 17 seats, so only 17 people were allowed in there, and that's it. And it, it was, that was when it kind of hit me, that who gives a fuck how much money you spend on it? The idea is, is this my way of serving you? Is this my way of showing you that I'm glad you're here and that you're special? And it never stopped amazing me. Every time there was like a little dumbwaiter 
the window would open and they would pass through another like red plastic basket with a tinfoil wrapped dog. And then somebody would be like, hey, who got the one with wrapped in ham? Oh, that's me. While you're drinking like a red curry martini that I was so confused by, I could almost, I, I almost couldn't think about the hot dog, but then I'd have another bite of hot dog and I'm like, oh, this is grounding me. This is reminding me that like, there's really good shit at every level. The question is, do you like where you're getting that from? And that was when it shifted in my head from not how much you spend on that thing, but like, do you like where you are? But that's the power that your money actually gives you. Yep. It's like, no, you don't own anybody that works there and you don't, nope. right? They don't work for you. Nope. But you can go wherever you want. Yep. And you can wear a scuba suit if you want. And you can wear pajamas if you want. Like dress codes, what's that? Yep. It doesn't matter. Again, put it out there. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, you might get some feedback you don't like, but it's yeah. out. You get to put it out there. <laughs> you to, still got to, to go eat a hot dog and a red curry martini if that's your thing. <laughs> and like when it isn't your thing, then you go to a, a new thing or you try a different thing. And yeah, I mean, I, we have all lost like so much. Yeah. Restaurant wise. Yeah. Everywhere. But when you go to parlor again, hopefully the really great people built new great people. And those people are now working on building new great people, mm -hmm. sharing their knowledge, you know, openly and, you know, sharing their recipes and sharing their ideas and collaborating. And, you know, maybe Saffron isn't really dead. It's just like Sleeping. out there. It's an everybody that worked yeah. in that kitchen is now in a different kitchen doing something awesome. Learning other cool shit. Right. And like the, and, and they have all that knowledge from the time that they spent there. And you know, you see it when you go, you know, people from bachelor farmer went to Joni and Suki and Mimi and you know, a dozen other places For around sure. town. Right. And, and I can see it, you know, when mm -hmm. you walk up to a place and you're like, Oh yeah, I, I, this is a familiar feel. Mm -hmm. It's not the same thing. Right. I won't get my Whatever your thing is, everybody's like, oh, I want, I want my special thing. And you won't get that, but you're going to get something that feels like home. Yeah. So it, that's what you're really after, right? Sure. I mean. Yeah, that's actually, that's 100% it. And that's, if Guam wants a hot dog and a martini, yeah. he's just got to go like six blocks from here to Meteor. Yeah. I mean, I heard somebody had like a straight <clears throat> hot dog martini too. So like you, you don't have to separate. You can that get it all. That sounds like something from yeah. my bartender. Isn't that just a mick old light with olives in it? I bet you <laughs> can recreate hot dogs. Olives. Yeah, it's like a hot dog water, hot dog water drink yeah. or something. I do. Like I, Charles, I, I, can't, I can't believe I've never thought about this, but given your love for savory cocktails, we need to make those sometime. I have the recipe for it. For what? For that curry martini. Oh, yeah. oh I thought he meant right. the hot dog water. No, I was I like, Charles, you got to have a hot dog water martini. <laughs> no, we did. I still, <laughs> I still wince at that because don't ruin, my, don't ruin one of my favorite cocktails, please. <laughs> I had a, I had a prank go sideways uh, where uh, I tricked three guys into betting like who could drink a shaker tin full of hot dog water the fastest, and the kid who won literally got like sick and like had to go home before the Super Bowl started. Because it made him just so gross. Because it was just so much sodium. Because we had, we cooked like forty hot dogs, and then <laughs> I and I thought it'd be really funny. That's the dumbest kid story, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I gotta go home, guys. I drank too much hot dogs. It, it was white guy dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it never works out really well <laughs> if only one person says, "I thought it'd be funny." But if you're yeah, <laughs> but if your nickname is white guy before your name, it's kind of just expected that that's what's going to happen. Yeah, you <laughs> might struggle a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, fuck it, A. Sips? Cheers for me. Sips, yeah. dips, and chips. Do you mind giving me a little refill there, Charles? Oh, sure. Oh, sure. 
Yeah, boy, howdy. Get involved in that. I think it's you. <clears throat> I got to ask my question. All right, first. fine. I didn't even notice you two were going... Back and forth? Yeah, yeah. splitsies. Yeah, I like it. You sneaky dogs. You never know who's in front and who's behind. Yeah, that's right. We don't always alternate, but actually the, the question order that I usually create the question order, it seems to work out pretty well. Mm-hmm. With I mean, for those who aren't following along, we're sitting at a ping pong table and you we two are. are on the double side and I'm playing singles against you, yeah. so I'm paying well. attention. I know what you're doing. <laughs> you sneaky, sneaky people. <laughs> Who's keeping score? Yeah. I'm also losing in some sort of... <laughs> Somehow. Yeah, but there's no scoreboard, just a old guy with holding up his middle finger. <laughs> he's, he's in the cloakroom right now. <laughs> he's probably the hot dog water guy. Oh, yeah. Speaking of hot dog water... <laughs> yeah, you're a wine pro. Uh, ben and myself are beer pros. We don't like to take ourselves too seriously, of course. So what's some real grimy booze that you like to drink, uh, if anything? Something you may have previously been embarrassed to be seen drinking, possibly? Ooh. Well, yeah. I don't know that, like, I've ever felt embarrassed about drinking anything, and that's probably not, like, a a quality that we want to... No, there's purchase any medals about. <laughs> it's going to be uh, shameless. Maybe it's something someone else would find embarrassing. Sure, yeah, on sure. Your it, well, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that like, oh, sure, rosé, man. Like rosé is a great example. Sorry, I could just tie this straight into wine on the easy way. Um, rosé was probably something that I maybe either that beverage to me had a gender assigned to it, mm-hmm. or that beverage to me like just didn't have that appeal like oh i'm not i don't know whatever i'm expected to be i wasn't gonna meet that yeah if i drank rosé okay and it turns out that you know when i first was able to encounter it in an environment where i didn't have any choice other than to like do my job rosé is for everybody everybody rosé is like absolutely every day of the year Mm -hmm. every person that exists should be drinking it if for no other reason than to just to get ready to drink whatever it is you're going to drink next. Yep. Because it's just, that's what it's meant for. That's what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, isn't it weird that white wine, rosé, bubbles, <laughs> that there's gender assignments for those yeah. fucking beverages? Who gives a shit? I think it's weird that we give gender assignments to anything. Yeah, it right? is really fucking weird. I mean, weird. just in terms of drinking, yeah. right? Because, yeah. first of all, or if you're doing your drinking, when's the eating last too, time sure. that, that you proved anything? Yep. Whether it be about your gender, your sexual prowess, your brains, oh, while he- drinking. Right, like, yeah. I, oh, but I, he drinks red wine, so he couldn't. The only contests that I've ever won while drinking were like things that involved like going to jail or <laughs> falling down something, or going home and single, then, or just still being alive at the end. Yeah. Not a brag, so much as like a good for your mom yeah. that you're still in existence. Right, mm-hmm. the nature selected you, and you yeah. dodged hey, that. Mom, bullet. guess what? I hung out with Glenn today. I'm still alive. Yeah. yeah. You and Glenn? Yeah. Did you eat the ribs? Shared a bag of ribs. <laughs> no, I said I'm alive. <laughs> Dude, it's so it's so real though. Like it's the same guys that get threatened when like a song comes on the jukebox and they're like, Well, who played this shit? 
You're like, dude, if, <laughs> if this song is what pushes you over, I have something to tell you that maybe you were already teetering, you know? There's, I, I don't understand any of that. Uh, I was going to go a different race because mm-hmm. I feel like this is a little bit... I am okay with really low-quality things from, every, from time to time. It's, like, fun. Yeah. And uh, I discovered almost one year ago today, I discovered that I still fuck with Colt 45. And I enjoy okay. it. It came up, yeah. It came yeah. up in our prior episode. Exactly. Uh, okay. I was thinking about it when you said you were going to do that. And I was, there's a whole bunch of other shit that I could say. Like, we have a box of Sunset Blush Franzia wine that we won at a contest. And we were going to ditch it. And then we were like, oh, but we could freeze it and basically make, like, Frosé. That's cool. But then you said Rosé. I'm like, well, I'm gonna, just going to say it's not just 40s. Uh, mm-hmm. I have found out that liquor stores have 12 packs of Colt 45. And I still enjoy it. I still enjoy Mickey's. I still enjoy Old English. Did you know malt liquor was invented next door to my office? I did not know that. Glick Park. That's no. where Glick's Brewing was, which Fuckin is a. the brewery that invented malt liquor. So I'm just, I'm just drinking home style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like even talking about like St. Ides and some other things, Steel Reserve, I've drank all of them. And the only time that I've ever like complained about it was when somebody was giving me shit. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. Because I wasn't like confident enough to just be like, no, fuck it. It's, cares, it's yeah. fine. For sure. I would take that over a Bud Light 10 times out of 10 any day of the week. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that assessment. Yeah. Yeah, I think in the spirits and beer world, you run into this, like, everything's on the table. Mm -hmm. Everything counts, and it all holds equal weight. And then it's determined by quality based on, you know, whatever factors you determine quality by. Yeah. And in the wine world, we have this, like, cute little argument going about natural wine. And clean wine. What the fuck is clean wine? I don't even know. <laughs> like, I, how did, did you clean it? Because I won't drink it if you yeah, clean it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? If someone's like, I brought you a clean beer, you'd be like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> don't clean it. Uh, what, what I think what our real, like, argument is about is the derivative of the ingredients and then the process in which they're made, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're allowed to add X, Y, and Z to wine and still call it whatever you call it. Beer, I assume, has similar rules, right? I know some of it, but it's not like my forte. And I know Spirits has some similarities in terms of what they can and can't add. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, becomes a much bigger conversation. And also distillation kind of negates some of those arguments, right? Some of those are subclassifications. You can spray pesticides in, in growing grains that are meant for distillation, and those pesticides likely will never make it to your glass where yep. you know spraying directly onto grapes and then crushing them that just goes in the mix guys like the barrel's not going to do anything for you and filtering and you know fining isn't isn't going to like pull the chemical compound poison yeah, out of your right. beverage and so when it comes to buying wine yeah there's like quality designation and i don't think that price dictates that personally i think price dictates something else um and i'm sure there's those that would argue but that's just how I feel. I think that, like, being honest, it goes back to that salad again, right? Like, the true nature of the ingredients um, is is going to give you, like, the best end product. Mm-hmm. And then a really great, <clears throat> you know, just like a really great maker of spirits makes a great spirit. A really great brewer mm-hmm. makes great beer. A really great winemaker great, makes great wine. And if you are those things, you're likely not looking for the kind of products that are going to be, um, 
you know, messed with. Sure. Right. Can I, can I ask, uh, I, I hope you remember you suggested a, uh, sparkling Sauvignon Blanc that I got. I think it was a Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah, it was from the Bodkin winery. The Bodkin winery. Great example. I enjoyed that bottle of bubbles that was probably fourteen ninety nine. I mean, it wasn't sixteen ninety nine. Yeah, I I enjoyed that more than any champagne that I have had from a two, three, four hundred dollar menu at a nightclub ever. It was fantastic because I could taste exactly what they were going for, and it was really fucking good. And I would gladly put that next to a, a glass of Cristal any day and just be like, "Tell me which is the one that costs." what do we mean, 10,000% more? Right. Well, no question. And you also have to remember that, like, when you are buying a brand, right, and and you're focusing on what the label says in terms of, like, the name of it, you know, when you're buying Cristal, there's a person that makes it. You don't know their name. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and like, if someone... <laughs> That's the same thing with beer. Sometimes you're like, well, I kind of want to know the name of the person that made the beer. Yes. I I want to drink well-made beer. Yep. That doesn't mean that I don't open a Coors Light, Mm -hmm. right? It doesn't mean that I, like, refuse these things. But where is my money going? Yeah. And if Coors Light was $300 for a 12-pack, would you still buy it? (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> and that, I mean, but that's the whole yeah. thing, right? And, and it wouldn't exist. In, right. And in some ways, some of that stuff is Coors Light that costs $300. That's what I'm you know, saying. Like, you know, it, not, I don't want to like call out right brands. Yeah. And, no, and not, not specifically of, attacking it, Coors Light. Like, we all have, we all have a, a brand yep. and you know, no one's above reproach either. So it's mm-hmm. like, they're, they're not all the good guys. It's just maybe what you care about, right? Like you're talking about making burgers and you're trying to be as much the source of those burgers as possible and our conversation ended with you'd have to start a farm and raise the livestock yourself and milk it (laughs) and you know what i mean harvest the wheat and it it becomes you know this is a 17 year 17 year burger no one else is going to eat it i would not let anybody else eat it but myself (laughs) and i'd only make one it's you know it's nonsense so think about that in terms of like the products that you're buying to consume and For sure. it becomes a different conversation. Charles, what was yours? Uh, we've talked a lot about our shamelessness on this show. There's a tiny bottle of Malort next to us. Mm-hmm. We both Ben and I both adore Malort. We drink a lot of High Life, particularly the summer months when we record the show. We're going to be just pounding Spaghetti. Spaghetti's like a motherfucker. So another, I guess another direction, since I'm trying to cover all my bases here of shameful behavior would be uh white claw when we were about to record an episode our our prior episode i was just sipping on a mango white claw and we were chatting before our guests arrived and i remarked to ben that when that mango white claw first came out there was this acrid aftertaste that i absolutely couldn't fucking stand i was drinking one at a wrestling show at the vfw in uptown minneapolis here and it was the first time I'd had one, and I was like, I like mango stuff. And I took a couple sips, and I bought one for my brother, and I was like, what do you think? And he's like, I don't know, man. There's something weird about it. I said, yeah, the aftertaste tastes like freeze-burned potatoes. <laughs> it's literally the only way I could explain it. And, and I know that flavor. And so when he was like, you, you kind of just ruined this for me. And I'm like, <laughs> you said you didn't like it. I'm just telling you. And then like a half hour later, a buddy who saw me across the ring bought us a couple because he saw us drinking them. <laughs> and I was like, God 
damn it. <laughs> I, you know, I just drank it, whatever. Yeah. But the mango white cloud that I had when you and I were speaking was um, the second out of that pack that I had purchased the night before. And I was pleasantly surprised to discover that they reformulated it and it's really good. It tastes like mangoes. White Claw, the the producers of, of that hard seltzer clearly care a little bit about what that stuff tastes like. It's mm-hmm. pretty affordable when you compare it to local brands. Of course, I'm not here to denigrate local brands. I love them and I want to support uh, local producers mm-hmm. and you should too. If you like the you know the ones from Fulton, which are very good, for sure, drink them. I still do. Doesn't mean I only drink White Claw. What I'm saying is, sometimes you're just you want to drink something locale that tastes <clears throat> nice and fruity, and you're like, "Fuck it, grab a." That's what I that's what I said to mm-hmm. my buddy. Grab me, grab me some White Claws because he was at the grocery store grabbing some stuff to grill last week. He says, "Which one do you want?" I said, "Whatever the one is with the watermelon in it," because I just wanted to. At that point, I was just like, I just want to open one of the watermelons. But that one has watermelon, tangerine, lemon. And mango, and they're all quite good. Really inobtrusive, mm-hmm. uh, simple drinking, good tasting, fucking seltzers. It's really sad that as you're saying that, I was running down a list in my head of people that, like, if I went to a concert at First Ave and had a White Claw, people that I would consider very forward-thinking people would make a joke within the first five minutes. Sure. <clears throat> and, like, that's kind of a bummer. I hadn't really thought about that, but that's really fucking sad that... Even something as simple as like a hard seltzer is gendered because we yeah. allow it to be. Sure. You know, somebody's like, oh, what's up? I thought it was, I thought it was bad, not Becky. And you're well, like, there's, other, there's other reasons to be like slightly ashamed. I went to a patio party for Dan Herman mm-hmm. for his birthday last week. And I brought, um, we brought the White Claw iced teas, which, okay, flip side of the coin. They're <laughs> fucking awful. They're so bad. I don't know why they're so sweet. And it tastes like artificial sweetener. Yeah, So sure. I had I had one and, and Marnie had some. And then we just left them there because people were trying them and stuff. So we're like, yeah, help yourselves. Um, I didn't care for them. However, the, the point that I'm trying to make actually is I walked in with that. And I didn't know that former guest of the show, friend of the program, Brian, Ho- Brian Hoffman, was going to be there from Fulton Brewing Company. Yeah. They make great hard seltzers. And so I'm like walking up holding a white claw while Brian's there. And, you know, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's, you know, part of me that thinks, oh, he's, he's probably wondering, why didn't you buy the Fulton Heart Seltzer? And then he brought some flavors that I hadn't tried. Had the strawberry rhubarb. Super good. Really good. And then um, actually my new favorite, they have a ginger uh, citrus, mm-hmm. which is, it, he's like, it tastes like a Moscow Mule. And it, he and I smoked cigars while drinking that, and it worked fucking awesome yeah, yeah. with cigars. I was like, dude, I'm buying more of this. And see, White Cloud doesn't make that. So it's like, it's like a different thing, Boom. different feel. Ugh. Ugh. I mean, we designed a system where you can't uh, even have a beverage mm-hmm. without someone deciding that they've registered an opinion about it. So like, let them, we, yeah, we got to put it out there. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and the shame that we feel, whether it be like, Oh, I'm ashamed that I drank Malort or I'm ashamed that I chose not to buy local. Um, we have to let go of that. Right. We have to like move past that and say like, well, this is who I am right now in this moment. This is me, uh, you know, for the day, perpetually five minutes late. Um, you know, rocking a little bit of a, weird rum blend buzz mm-hmm. and riding a bicycle. And that's just today. Yep. Tomorrow's a different thing. And, yep. you know, people are going to weigh in and be like, oh. <laughs> if it's I like, guess. if it's classism or like manliness or something, then I don't give a shit. 
I will say that I am proud to have a little bit of shame about not supporting local, even though, again, you yeah. can vacillate, but I like to remain cognizant of that so that I always come back to center like, sure, sure, sure. that I want to support no local companies. Yeah. You know what Absolutely. I mean? But it doesn't mean you can't drink White Claw. And I just, uh, just also at, dabble you, with the local shit. I think you, good, if it. you don't support local stuff, we don't have local stuff. Yep. And, That's right. And That's we, don't want, we don't need to lose... Mm. What we, we've already we, lost we, so what much. We've built, right? Yeah. Like, but then we're all Maple Grove. But know? I did. Then we're all working out for basically. Yeah. Balls, yeah. I did drive uh, about 15 minutes out of my way to go back to a bar. I was working up north for a couple days and uh, to drive back to a bar that the last time I was at, I put on uh, Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody, and a guy was ready to fight in the first 30 seconds. And I did go out of my way to go back to that bar to have a beer and play that song again. And this time around, everybody liked it. Glenn was Every, probably on vacation. Glenn was probably on vacation. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, one last sip, and then let's do one last question. Yes. Is this our last one? It is. I just <clears throat> want to do a toast. Yeah. It, this is personal. I've mentioned it on the show before. My Uncle Antoine oh, yeah. passed away a year ago today. Oh, shit. And I just want to do a cheers to him. Shout out to Uncle to Antoine. Say hi. Hi. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say sorry. He just says hi. <laughs> I just like saying sorry. Oh. I say it all the time now. When I like, when I accidentally mm-hmm. cut somebody off at the grocery store, it's sorry. not sorry that comes out. It's sorry. Yep. How they say it? It's, sorry. No. Sorry. 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 That's how they say it. Love and <laughs> uh, I wanted to do a throwback question to see, like, as we have all grown into our our adulthoods and are a certain type of age. Um, when we were all in our 20s, uh, I know this for a fact that all of us thought we were right all the time, and uh, we, we had some fucking wild-ass times. If you, could, if you could gleep 21 or 23 or 25-year-old you, who was so convinced that everything they thought was right, uh, to now, what's the first thing that young you would absolutely mercilessly make fun of you for? Ooh. Yeah. Like, what would, what would young yeah. Paul talk shit about old Paul? <laughs> Like in terms of what they believe to be true, or just about or your life. About your life, because I don't, I don't think any of us thought at twenty-one or twenty-three that this is where we would be. We would be Dude, having a I podcast around a ping pong. Head, like business, 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 getting done business. I'm gonna do some business. And you're like, no, dipshit. You're wearing sweatpants right now. Like, where the fuck are you? you also have a polo on. What are you golfing? In a relaxing. mental institution? Like, what is yeah. happening right now? <laughs> you didn't bring a bag. <laughs> no one knows what's happening. You're just sleeping yeah, in just that. Just a bag okay. of ribs. Yeah, just like whatever. Like, you're, you're operating on, like, a primarily donation-based economy with, like, a little bit of barter system mixed in. For sure. And then there's, like, chicken nuggets that have this currency that you can, you know, within the home that you live in. But, what, like, what are you? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's the short version of how I would talk to yeah. myself at that age. So that's young you yelling at old you now? No. No, that's, that's what I want. I want to know what 23-year-old Paul would oh, say to you. Uh, I thought we were going backwards. No, no, no. All right, no, we're going no. forward. Yeah. That was the retort. So they grab the DeLorean and they roll into my town? Correct. That was the retort. Yeah. Scott Bakula comes walking in right now and he just quantum leaped 23-year-old <laughs> Polly. Yeah, he's got Ziggy yeah. with him. Yeah. Oh, man. I, that's, that's some nasty... Right? Yeah, what a dirt ball. Cause I like I have a cat, I got a dog, I got kids, I got a wife. I mean, all that stuff would be like, what happened to traveling, bro? And like, you're supposed to be a millionaire. And, uh, and also. you know, you were going to just be driving around like that. Look at that. I'd ride a bike. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know 
what he'd say about that. For sure. Because, like, I was supposed to be driving, like, a nice car. What? What? No, like, some, a 98 uh, Forerunner, I think, would have been a nice car at that time. You were right? finally going to get that Mitsubishi yeah, Eclipse. Yeah. Well, yeah, because <laughs> I got you got to have the roof rack and, the, like, the lights <laughs> and the bumper thing or whatever. But, yeah. Yeah, it's I like Eclipse when I was Drive <laughs> off-road. Right. I would never drive it off-road, but I want to look like I could drive it off-road. You, you know could if you sure. wanted to. Like, you just don't That guy to. looks like he'd go camping every weekend, but, you know, he doesn't. You know what I mean? Because he's got to make the money to pay for all that shit. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> what about you, Charles? So... One of the reasons I think our formula here works so well is that we're big kids. Yeah, for sure. Not a lot of my life has changed much because I try to preserve the fun elements of who I am and who I always have been. Obviously, I'm a lot more mature. I handle myself better. I don't get in the fisticuffs and, and do dumb shit like I used to when I was, you know, for instance, 21 years old. I guess the one thing that, because I think 21 year old self, my 21-year-old self, if they met me now, they would find me to be a good time. Yeah. Because I still am. Obviously, there are elements of my life that are... I, I don't think 21-year-old me thought I was ever going to get married, first of all. So that would probably come as a surprise. Um, having Even having a dog, because I've always been a cat person, just because that's how I grew up, um, might be a little bit of a surprise, but probably like a pleasant surprise. Like, oh, dope, you got a dog. The one thing I think 21-year-old me would give me merciless shit for because that's what you said merciless yeah, shit, yeah, yeah is that i stopped drinking yeah like at the in the night i stopped to i stopped drinking yep 21 year old me honestly until i was man i don't even know 30 probably like i just drank until my eyes closed for the last time drink 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 you know like yeah it's called binge drinking but that's how you party when you party mm-hmm. with my friends and i now, when I'm getting ready to go to bed, I don't take one last shot. I right. drink a big fucking glass of water. You know, I used to be like, oh, man, uh, yeah, everybody's gone. I'm pretty drunk. I got to go to sleep. There's, uh, there's like half a bottle left of that beer, two shots left in, in the bottle of bourbon. I'm just going to polish all that off and then go directly to sleep. Which makes no fucking sense, no sense whatsoever. At all. Nope. But that's what most young men mm-hmm. who like to drink do when they party. <laughs> Small digression. I was at a MMA card at uh, the Myth in Maplewood. Yeah. Many years ago, and there was a guy wearing a shirt that said, "The back said this is the corniest shit." I couldn't have rolled my eyes harder. I said, "Go to sleep, fucked up." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, that was actually like my life's mantra for a while." But I didn't realize how stupid it was until right. someone spelled it out as a shirt. And like, then oh. break. Like this is the one I'm going to wear today. Yeah, me and my buddy oh. Brandon just looked at each other like, "Oh my god, that is so stupid." Don't worry about it. Kristen knows what's up. Dude, twenty-one-year-old me would definitely be wearing a shirt that would whatever it said on it i would start with that as the thing to respond with because it would be stupid as shit that (laughs) is my 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 first favorite thing that i ever saw paul wear was a a t-shirt that he wore out on saint patrick's day that said fight me i'm irish and it worked in about two hours and it was amazing (laughs) maybe less than that maybe less than that and do you want to know what's really funny about that you ran into glenn no No. the shirt went home to my parents house Okay. Somehow. My mother washed it, returned it, and was like, there's still a footmark on it. And (laughs) it still has that fucking footmark on it. 
Like, I don't, like, wear the shirt, but I have it because it still has that fucking foot mark on it. Dude, again, it's like a punch card. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I, yeah, I got, like, my idiot punch card. But that's some, it's some, like, it's some, like, uh, like, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar kicking Bruce Lee, like, footprint on there. Yeah, that's, like, oh yeah. That's Maybe awesome. I'll, like, frame it or something. I don't know. That's hilarious. It. Don't. Tell my wife I said Actual that. That was yeah. That was just one of those moments where I was like, "Oh, sh- oh shit, he's serious." And then you kind of watch. By the time I got over there, there wasn't really much left for me to do except shove a couple chads out of the way. Yeah, I don't actually know like what what happened, but there was like a someone just saw it from afar. Let's call it. Let's say a half decade, that. right? Yeah. I'm going to say it was a solid half decade okay. where St. Patrick's Day became this holiday where I was just going to like. Because it wasn't like I'd go out and be like, let's go fight some people tonight. You know what I mean? Let's but St. Patrick's Brooke. Day, I'd like show up and be like, whiskey, whiskey, who do we kill? And it's just like, you know, and I would just say, and then for, it wasn't like unprovoked. There would always be provocation. Yeah, it's easy to do in yeah. that environment, right? The music is loud and everything's day to day to day to day. And then there's like somebody talking to somebody and somebody pushes somebody or a beer gets spilt. It didn't Instantly matter, right? shipping off to Boston comes on the radio. Yeah. Dude, it just fucking goes yeah. wild. So I was, I went on a walk with Marnie like a week ago, and I don't remember how the topic came up, but I just to- I told her how it, I, I did this whole speech about why I think these things have changed culturally. But it used to be when I was in my, I'm 39 now, but when I was 21, 22 years old, you couldn't look at another guy at a bar without them wanting to fight you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, at? it was a high, a high frequency. Like if you made eyes with another random person at a bar, they would want to fight you. It was very common. Mm-hmm. And I was just openly prognosticating, like, how did that change? When did that change? Because I, re- I remember that being the case. And that's how a lot of times my friends and I were getting in these Donnybrooks in the street after bar closes because... We all looked at each other. That was it. Yeah, so, I think Roadhouse so just got like a different rotation, yeah. right? Because like when we were, you know, it was all, we'd all seen it and we all sure. get it. And we're all like bar fights. I, I think, think it was... strangers were too strange back then. Now with social media and stuff, we have like greater networks of people. And we also accept strangers as just being other people. When I was 21 years old, I had at the time, you know, like six or seven friends that I spent almost all my time with. And then a slightly larger group of friends that I would see at parties or invite to parties, which is like maybe 30 people, right? But everybody else was a total fucking stranger that there was some danger inherent to that. Like, mm-hmm. I'll never see them again. Mm-hmm. Who knows what, you know, if we, if that dude stabs me, like he'll never get caught, that kind of thing. So I, I think that's a big part of it. I also think uh, tap rooms and things like that, brewery tap rooms, made uh, the communal nature of enjoying beverages just the, the the characteristics of that changed so much. I remember going to, like, I had done it before then, but I remember distinctly when Dangerous Man opened, sidling up to the bar, ordering a beverage, and then asking a dude next to me drinking a beer, hey, what are you drinking? And he was drinking, like, the Ruibos, vanilla, whatever, and I was drinking the chocolate milk stout, and we just had a quick chat about, like, how they tasted and stuff. Sure. And it was like, have a good night, and instantly it it clicked in my head that oh my god that would not have been possible when i was 22 that conversation would never have happened when i was 22 years old at grandma's or yeah. sergeant preston's or something i also I, I think i agree with you but i also think that we added in um accountability through cell phone cameras because everybody got real scared real quick of everything True. was being filmed out of nowhere right um and i vi- i remember that vividly changing almost overnight at nightclubs where what used to be the big giant fight now everybody had cameras everywhere 
that definitely died off. Okay. But I think also in addition to like brewery culture, that was around the same time that Cocktail Wave 1.0 rolled through and people wanted like to sit and have nicer shit. And a lot of people had never like, you know, it was just like plastic cup, dump in as much booze as you can, splash of Coke for color, give it to somebody. Like we were handing out fight juice every single time totally. we gave somebody a mm-hmm. beer or a shot. Do you yeah. think it's less prevalent today at clubs? Too, though? I, it absolutely is. For, for more than, probably for a multitude of reasons, probably a combination of those things. Yeah, also yeah. like, I think society is also making it uh, easier for us to just be comfortable with ourselves. Mm-hmm. It, not at every level, but I feel like when I was in my early 20s, the messaging societally was that, like, you're a man, be a man, don't be comfortable, don't cry, don't, mm-hmm. don't hug people, you know? Like, that was really... It's still... We're still not where we need to be. No. But now, like, I hug all my friends. Yep. You know, I, yeah, I didn't do that in high school. Definitely don't express yourself yeah. with any sort of real... I wish I hugged my friends that I saw in the hallway in high school. Yeah. But we just, we were told that's not what you do <clears throat> with your guy friends. You do that with your, your female friends. And that's not fair. No, like, it's bullshit. And I, I think now high school kids probably do it. And we do it as adults. No, we'd probably need to go back to high school and like apologize to some For of sure. our female friends because they received unwanted hugs. Yeah. Because we were like, oh, I know you. I can hug Very you. Well. I can exactly. hug a girl. And I probably sure. hugged like 100 girls that... I like I oh right now would like to apologize. <laughs> you didn't ask me to hug you. No, I was just coming and in, I, and I broke your barrier, and and that shouldn't have happened. And I hope that it's not a thing now. And We're conversely, all... apologizing to your dude friends from high school Absolutely, for not hugging you man. when they yep. wanted to be hugged. Yeah, dude, if you guys are out there and you didn't get your hugs, like come get them. Yeah, get yeah. that get that shot, get that jab, and then come yeah. on. Man. <laughs> Don't even make an appointment; just pop over. Quam and I had our Quam and I shared our first. Yeah, you guys had you since did. we started the podcast. That was awesome. Episode yeah. twenty. 22 or 23? 23. 23 yeah. and 23 episodes later. Finally got to hug. We did a hug. I love it. A little hug. My neck's kind of fucked up today, so he was very gentle. I was trying. Because <laughs> I, can, I can definitely go like, like, like George or Lenny from uh, Of Mice and Men. Mm. You know, I can, I can squeeze that damn cat's neck and oops. <laughs> I just <laughs> loved him too true. hard. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, oh shit, I should, I should probably. Um, mm. I think uh, I would be completely confused if 21-year-old me was here right now. I'd be completely confused at the fact that I had a cat. Because okay. uh, at 21, I was still massively allergic to cats. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's and, right. And, uh, I mean, it was, it was brutal for me. So he would just be like, how? Uh, and how then the next, <laughs> the next thing would, for You'd sure... talk to you in the yard? Yeah. <laughs> would come into my house, look into my refrigerator and um, the little basket that's above our sink and go, why is there Kewpie mayo here? Why is there onions here? Why is there mm-hmm. every vegetable ever? Because I still had the most embarrassing palate of a child at that age okay like there couldn't be enough pizza rolls and chicken nuggets to complete me or craft mac and cheese or tombstone pizzas like i would look in my fridge and just be confused like does she cook also well your wife's hot Dude, but does she cook because yeah because this is it, oh my god was the kid in the van you at 21? Probably. He's coming here to have this conversation he's coming here. with you? <laughs> he's, he's ready. <laughs> the time machine is actually a minivan. <laughs> that's, that's, a minivan. <laughs> that's the takeaway oh, here. It's the a, time machine's a minivan. The, the, the crystal uh, pentagon on the Dodge Chrysler starts Ooh, glowing oh, and then kicks out oh, lasers, yeah, and here we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. That, that's legit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that would be... And then I, I really feel like uh, there would be a lot of questions about, about some of my musical tastes because I was afraid... For a really long time, I was afraid to actually admit, like, all the shit that I liked. And the fact that it's all, like, proudly on display, 
Just like, a young man questioning your musical taste, standing on the lawn. Yeah, that, shots fired. That's how it's gonna be. That's how, and then it would end with like, and we, for a bruising. Yeah. And then it would it would be like sweetly sad, but like, oh yeah, and we still didn't get skinny, huh? Okay, well, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> so have, is he wearing a shirt that says "Fight Me, I'm You" at 21? <laughs> no, it would have right? been. That's that oh, would be the weird. I, you know, that's actually <laughs> the, the standing the fl- on the lawn. With his arms out. The, the right. flip side of it would have been I could have fight younger me. I'd I would have I would have crucified younger me because I probably would have been wearing like a rayon club shirt and like some weird fucking like shiny shoes. Uh, mm. I probably would have a pair of sunglasses on that matched the color of whatever shirt I was wearing, like frosted tips. So it would start with like yell at the old man, and then the old man think, would teach a few lessons. We could then, all <laughs> we could all agree that we we could fight younger us but we're all proud that we could like mentally outthink and verbally yeah, outspar yeah. younger yeah, us I, yeah, I, I wouldn't i wouldn't fight 21 yeah. year old me I was 21 year old me wouldn't stand a chance no. i wasn't mentally stable so that's <laughs> that would be a bad idea That'd be amazing plus i i'm plus 21 year old me would show up blackout drunk would you <laughs> perfect it's perfect would you would you what would you say would you leave fuck you me, like, because <laughs> that's technically you, but it's also another person. I yeah. feel like I would, I would get confused on the pronouns. I <laughs> <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'd still be like, yeah, but you know the whole part where you hear the words keg and eggs, and you're like, fuck yeah, and Let's I hear keg it. and eggs, and I'm like, why would you mix those together? <laughs> no, but we could make a lot of money off of it. <laughs> yeah. I would just call me by my name. I would just call it's him. Like, I'd Charles. like to invite oh, you fair. to a party, yeah. and we're going to combine two ingredients that are going to make you vomit for sure. Oh, yeah. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Sick. What are we? Gonna, oh, let's go. do it early enough in the morning, look right? Too. Got to make sure it's early enough that everybody's still drunk from the yeah, night before. Yeah, we're also doing it in the morning, which is convenient for like your kid's soccer yeah, so practice. Just yeah. Cocaine like, about it. Real we got to do any lawn work mm. or uh, what do you? What do you have to today? <laughs> uh, just ruining the rest of the day. Period. <laughs> How do you feel about late afternoon diarrhea and <laughs> gut rot? <laughs> I'm for it. Dude, I can't wait to watch whatever medical commercial comes out for late afternoon diarrhea because that's going to be a dope. <laughs> like, it'll fix it. You can fix late afternoon diarrhea. Don't worry about it. Here are the side effects. <laughs> Great name for a food truck. Oh, absolutely. Well, late- shit. <laughs> This has been a lot of fun. <laughs> I feel like we can. I feel like we can. We can ride this this weather beaten horse into the stable. <laughs> we are certainly in decendo mode at this yes. point. Yeah. Uh, Paul, if people are are looking for you, oh, also we should. Uh, do you want to talk about like going live on Instagram on Fridays? Is that a thing? Yeah, we. Amy Waller, the wine director from Bachelor Farmer, and I do an Instagram live happy hour Fridays at five p.m. Cool. Uh, we're kind of on a little pause to figure out what the future looks like. And, um, it's probably going to come back again in a couple weeks. Um, can we ever figure out a second episode of our show Friday night driveway fights, dude, I can't wait to do Friday night driveway fight again. I'll, I'll do that anyway. Like even, you know, it's hard cause that Instagram live means you have to be in a place in a time Yeah, mm-hmm. and true every week where you can kind of be flexible here. <laughs> and so we're also talking about doing something more in this format. Sure. Um, but yeah, Amy Waller and I are still working on that as well as exploring, you know, what's happening with Minnesota wine, um, which is an exciting up and coming conversation. I don't think it's really hit here yet. Sure. 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 Um, um, if they want to find you, how do they, how do they, how do they look you up? If on you the, want on to them look socials? me up, I have the Facebook and it's my real name. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, at sipping on Hennessy on Instagram. Ooh girl. So very simple and easy to find. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm not going to give you my email. <laughs> I don't think that's appropriate. What about your GeoCities? <laughs> yeah, if you want to geocache some of my free shit. Your 21-year-old. I'll give you some coordinates. It's out there. We've talked about, about your GeoCities page from when you were 21. Ooh, yeah, my, GeoCities, uh, uh, my MySpace, MySpace is still out there. Yeah, Friendster. Yeah. Your MySpace yeah. for sure is probably I mean, I got a LimeWire or something or other, right? From like, You can only trade stuff on that. But Damn. I was in a Dave Matthews band tape trade gang. Yeah. So that, oh, there's yeah. gangs. Yeah. Fuck. It's like get, a group of us trading. You know. It's how you get that original version of Satellite before it was Satellite. That's, like, <laughs> yeah, that's that good, good. Yeah. You can, <laughs> you can hear him play it in his own bathroom. Yes. So it's like, oh, oh, my God. Oh. Uh, Charles, do you want to let everybody know how to find us? Uh, yeah. The pod is linked just on your device just look at our page right on the device we don't even got to tell you and as you're listening to this you've already found us you found us uh like we always say please if you guys can out there leave us a review say some nice things it helps us get to more people it's helping us continue to climb the charts in australia we're working on uh tanzania and perhaps uh just the southern portion of italy oh that's that's where we're really gonna see some growth i feel um, yeah, do some shares and shit too. Like yeah. we have, we have a lot of listeners, but we would like some vocality. We just want to hear what you think and throw us some like uh, questions. About, yeah. you know, or like uh, topics of conversation for the show. I know you guys must think about that after we've done about a hundred questions now. Yeah, We're in, and in, well, if you no, have a good one, match, yeah. I got no problem. I'll throw somebody's name on it. We could say, hey, this question is from so and so. This is from this is from Glenn. He's got a question about a bag will, of ribs. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I hope Glenn I reaches mercy. out and he asks a couple questions. Oh, that's fuck. what I hope. Next I hope that he's, program. he's still mad and he found me, well, and through me, he has found a way to ask some questions. What's a faster way to get this knife out of my pocket? <laughs> Signed, Glenn. Is there a better knife for stabbing people than one that you have to unlock slowly? Yeah, it's like, called a switchblade, Glenn. Yeah. Well, uh, from, from all three of us, thank you again for listening. We love you out there. Take care. Be nice to everybody because everybody fucking deserves it. Except Matt Gates. Fuck him. Oof. Matt Gates. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck that guy. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. See you next episode.